0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Under the Stained Glass. It's that podcast where we take a look at what we were discussing in church this week and approach it again from a family angle. I'm Pastor Chris, and this is my pal, Ms. Whitney. Hi, everyone. Our children's director here at Magnolia Park United Methodist Church. As always, I want to invite you to come and worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. here in Burbank. And, of course, you can worship with us always just by following the instructions on the description of this podcast and you can also link to this sermon that we looked at this week from Acts chapter 24 where Paul is arrested and put in the custody of the Roman governor Felix And it's fascinating that from this place of being in custody, Paul is actually protected by God and positioned by God to advance his mission for God. And as Ms. Whitney and I were talking about that story and that that, that passage, we were thinking about how it is sometimes that in our lives and in our family lives, things are just not Ideal, yeah. And we can be praying and praying for things to change, whether it's a new job or an improved living situation or whatever that is. But still how it's important for us to remember that even as we're praying for things to change, God is working in our lives right then right. to help us, like Paul, make the most of the moment that we're in to really be our best for him So the question we have today is how can parents make the most of the time that we have with our kids right now, even if the times in which we live are not ideal? And just to begin with, what does the ideal even look like?
1: Right. Well, those ideal situations that might come to our minds could include financial stability, a two-parent household with close extended family that can help out when needed, good sibling relationships within the family, and even the ability to give those what I call comfort extras, such as Mm -hmm. camps, participation in sports teams, or birthday parties with all of our children's friends. These are all wonderful and certainly can make life easier and more enjoyable, but we have to remember that these aren't always options for all of us, and that's all right.
0: Yeah, and sometimes they really boil down to material resources. Right. But It's natural for us to make those comparisons, too, to have that desire to do those things and give our kids the stuff that the world tells us we we should be able to give them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's even just a little bit of fear that if we're not able to do those things, we're not going to be liked by our kids or seen as a disappointment to them. Mm -hmm. But we can still, even within all of that, make the most of the moment by giving our kids what we do have to give. So that they see that while well, they maybe they don't have all of those material things, they do have other good things, and especially to see that when they look back on their childhood, look back on their lives.
1: Exactly. Although some children and families might live without comfortable homes and two-parent families, they can still have that opportunity to say, "I did have a good and fulfilling upbringing." I know, growing up, we uh, didn't have very much, and there was a few years within that time of being a child to a teenager that we lived with our grandparents in a three-bedroom house, and there were seven of us all together in that house. And I remember that we shared a small room, all my siblings and I, and we had very little. But we look back as adults very fondly on that time that we spent in that place and all that we learned there. I mean, the people that we got to see because we were in that place and had that opportunity to learn from, it was just really enriching to us. So we didn't have a lot. But it was a fulfilling and good upbringing.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's good to come out of that and have the grace to be able to look back at our lives and see that even if it was hard, to see it with wisdom and in charity, to see that really God was at work in our families and not holding resentments against our parents or anybody else for what we could have had or what we think we should have had. Mm -hmm. So how is it that we can give our kids that kind of grace, uh, that kind of wisdom to look back someday with charity, no matter what their circumstances were?
1: Well, this starts, and I know that we talk about this topic often, but it really starts with the mindset that we have as parents. In this situation, with our lives that are not as we would have expected or not ideal. We want to have gratitude, real gratitude for what we do have, even if it's not all that we want. We want to remember that God is good and for us. And even if what we have is just enough, it is enough. And God has graciously provided for us. A good way to instill this into our children is by helping them to understand that although our lives are not like others that we might see, we still have plenty to be happy and thankful for. And we really need to take that time time to be thankful for those things that we have during prayer time and family discussion time when we're all together.
0: Yeah, because you really can't fake that. You really have to have real gratitude, Right. right? Yeah, and take the time to express it. So time is another thing that we all have to give, by the way, and that means patience. That means patience with other people in the family, but also patience with our situation and with God. Patience gives us the grace. I mean to really look at that small house, if that's what we've got, Mm -hmm. and the limited funds or maybe the fewer opportunities yet make the most of them. There are a lot of people out there with big houses that have lots of room, but also have parents that are working so hard that no one's home, no one's in the family, no one has time for one another. Kids can come home to an empty house and maybe that's not as good as coming home to a cramped house where people want to be. Right. Even if it's small, but just to have that that experience of people wanting to be there. I just think the more that we cultivate patience with our situation and patience with God, then the more that we're going to be willing even to have that kind of grace to open up that small house, if that's what it is, to lots of people, but mostly just to realize that God is providing for us and positioning us to make the most of the moment that we're in.
1: Right, and we really need to have that trust in God as well in those situations. We know whatever God has in store, even if we wished our situation would change now, God has got it and His plans are for us. We have to really trust that the God we serve is not going to do anything to us out of malice or make us feel hopeless. And when we know this, we can be confident that our needs will be met and that we can really help our kids to see that as well. We want to create a standard in our household that says, when I pray, God listens, and when He listens, He makes a way. It might not always be our way, but it's always the right way at the right time. Our verse for today is Isaiah 55, 8, and it says... My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. And that's what we really want to remember is that even though our situation might not look the way that we expect or we want them to look, we can always trust that God has something good in store for us.
0: Hmm. So even if we don't have a lot, even if we don't have much or we don't think we have much to give... We can really gift our kids this foundation for grace and real happiness when we give them a home that's filled with gratitude and patience and trust in God. We can give them and us the grace to know that even if things are not what we think we want them to be, God will make a way for us to make the most of what they are today for the sake of our kids and our future. So with all of that said, we will see you next time on Under the Stained Glass. Bye. Bye.